0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Ted Talks. Uh, it's been a while since you've heard from me. I haven't done any solo podcasts for a while. It's mainly been the Wednesday episodes, which, to be honest, I used to have planned like months in advance. But lately, because I've been so busy, it's pretty much been a kind of doing it the week before or in the case of the hard hat developers, the day before. Um, and actually, I looked at the time today at uh, 8.30 p.m., on tuesday and i said shit i'd have a podcast for tomorrow and i pretty much released every single wednesday a podcast apart from uh, you know during the start of lockdown and i thought well you know what i'm not getting a guest on at this rate am i at this time so i thought i'd update you on my life because i think if you follow me on instagram which you all should then you know you will see what's happening and and <laughs> and kind of the i don't know the physical proof of what's happening uh, aka issues on refurbs and, and my stress and, and things like that but if you purely listen to the podcast you may not be familiar with them so um where are we at in in the market and in the world i mean bojo the absolute knob has just made a speech and about something i can't get pizza at 10 01 p.m but i can at nine fifty eight. um i don't know it seems like there's a lot of local lockdowns, which basically adds up to one big national lockdown. <laughs> I don't know, but like the whole of Wales is on lockdown. They sort of named it counties as if that made a difference, but it's basically the whole thing, South Wales, the northeast, the North. Anyways, we're in a crazy position right now in the property market. And an auction that I usually buy from has just had their best sale in 10 years. In 10 years, they've had their strongest sale. Whilst the economy... And the market is a total mess. Something something doesn't add up here, and it's a little bit scary that things are going for above market, at market. You know, auctions are having crazy months. Agents are having crazy months. But, you know, from an economical standpoint and from a, you know, world standpoint, we're still pretty much in a shithole. You know, the world hasn't refurbished itself yet right now with BMV. So it's a little bit confusing where we are but anyways uh fuck the economy um I want to talk to you about what's been happening with me um you know what I've been so 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 busy like I'm moving house I know I know mum I'm sorry leaving man's gotta spread his wings to do his things that's what I'm thinking um that's been quite stressful I haven't packed yet and I think we're moving in in like three or four days but it's fine I mean I'm quite minimalist I have four yellow t-shirts and then it is what it is and the rest is like yeah my tv and stuff um, and the xbox so i've been dealing with that i've been trying to find a place to rent which by the way i don't know if any of y'all have looked for a place to rent maybe it's it's different in areas but these houses in kind of greater london hertfordshire where i'm moving um it might not be greater london but whatever honestly like they're overpriced so many of them and they are butters they are magnolia they're poorly finished the kitchens are Oh, like, they are stanky. Like, it's been so difficult to find somewhere nice. All I'm seeing, as Rob from Maygreen put it, is landlord crimes against interiors. Even the place we found, it's such a lovely cottage in the middle of the countryside, near quite a few different towns. It's still Magnolia. It is very nice, but it's bloody Magnolia. Um, It's been really tricky to find a place to rent. Like, I look at my houses that are worth... Most of them, you know, anywhere from 80 to 120 grand. And I look at the finish and I look at how much I bust my builders to get a good finish. And I compare it to these three, four, 500 grand houses that we're viewing to rent. And it's a world of difference. And this weird thing is these houses get rented out. Agents are renting them out above market value like it's nothing. And like, wh- why would you improve it? if you're getting market rent or above and it rents out in less than a week, why would you bother improving it as a business? You wouldn't, would you really, right? But it, you know, it's been tough. We've been rejected from a few places. I'm not sure why they don't give feedback. I tend to give feedback. um, Or it's quite obvious, like, hi, you earn £10 a month. The rent is £600. How are you going to pay it? (laughs) When it's not as obvious, I tend to try and give feedback. Especially if people have viewed it and they've like really put a serious offer forward. But Alas, that's my experience as a tenant. Uh, Not as good as I think my tenants have an experience with, but that's happening soon. Um, Wedding planning, which is in a year, but now Bojo has done six months rule for whatever. He's basically mortgage lenders six months rule, eh? And does anyone follow them? No. Is anyone going to follow him? No. Um, Oh, nearly got into my my Boris impression there. Oh, sorry. Yes, the UK. No, no, no. Um... You can tell i got nothing to do, in it? So, yes. Who knows what's happening with weddings and stuff. But hey, tasting the catering has been fun. I'm head of the uh, catering committee. And um, yeah, it's been quite good. So, yes, uh, that's what's been happening. I've been watching, I found a new um, Latin TV show to watch. La Reina del Sur, The Queen of the South. Very, very good, you know, the story is incredible. Endless. It just keeps going. You think it's over and no. It's kind of like Star Plus or Nollywood, but nowhere near as dramatic as Star Plus with the slaps. But like, it's amazing. And then the main thing I've been dealing with is someone we're going to call Cowboy Chris. That's Chris without a H. I'm not going to say his surname yet because there is a legal case pending. But once we've resolved that, I will be, I will be adding him. So, I have a builder who has actually, to be fair, been good, um, been sort of punctual, has done jobs for me before with good finishes. Like I'm talking about finishes that I walk in and say, you know what, this is good. The agent walks in and says, Tej, some of the people who want to let it were kind of talking about, would they, could they buy it off you in a few years? So I've had some good finishes and you've seen them like on my Instagram story. So everything was kind of going okay. Um... And basically what happened is, two weeks ago, I think, on a Tuesday, or no, on a Saturday, he disappeared for a few days, as he does, which he, which I now discovered he goes on coke benders. And look, if you want to do cocaine, do your thing, bruh. Just do it on the weekends when you're not working, you know. Just do it then, yeah? Um, so anyways, I said to him, yo, where you been, bruh? He's at like, oh, been in hospital... I crashed my car i was texting while driving i was like well you're a moron um and he sent me a picture of a of his you know four by four that had been trashed right anywho i generally don't tend to believe when he disappears what he's actually like what's actually happened to him i'm just like okay you're doing some of that and that's fine do your thing um anyways that's that right so i had his crash okay i was like bloody hell went back to site the next day I'm not sure how because his van got stolen a few weeks before with his grandma in the back and then he's also his dog and then his hamster and the, you know the story. Um, and he worked for a day. The next day, disappeared as in no response, left sight as it was and just ran off. Now, I'll tell you something about Cowboy Chris. He's weak. He's immature. When I say he's immature, he's a big baby. Like Mentally, he's. I'm sorry, but he is thick. He is stupid. He's not intelligent, which is good for now legal case pending of course so he just walked off didn't reply didn't reply ignored it for four or five days i was like cool okay you know what this is happening too much now and this felt different so literally after two or three days i said right fuck this i am gonna find other people and get someone else to finish the job something just felt different about this time and i think mentally i was in a different position where i was just like no you know what you can you can jog on yeah Yeah, big head. You can jog on. Um so yeah. and what I'd I guess what I find found out since then, and I'll share some of the lessons with you to avoid this happening to you, is he is a serial liar. Um he's lied about all these times he's disappeared and been injured and hit by a car. He was literally sniffing coke off his bonnet on the top of a mountain. Um his van didn't get stolen. Um all these car crashes he had, he didn't have. He hadn't paid some of his lads, um, and I've met them, and they've said, "Tedge, these jobs we did for you, we haven't been paid for. And I said, well, what, do you want to see the invoice? Because I've paid him for it, and he blamed me for it. Oh, Tej hasn't paid, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, tough luck, I ain't paying you. You know, you better take it up with him. You better sue him. He's your He's your boss. So I'm finding out all these things, right? And then the best thing is, when I meet one of his lads, he goes... I'm sure his four by four isn't wrecked. I swear I drove past his house the other day. Okay, he goes send me the he goes send me the picture that he sent you. I sent it to him. He did what I should have done, but I basically didn't really believe it anyway. Which was reverse Google image search it, and what comes up? Man crashes his truck in Devon after drink driving late night from three years ago in the Daily. Devon Chronicles whatever. Someone sent me a fake picture. Um, I also noticed when I went on site certain things he'd taken pictures of at an angle so it, you couldn't see that the soil pipe wasn't connected or certain things weren't done. Now, this is strange because genuinely for the first I don't know, four or five properties done together yeah, there were problems but really... The finish was good. The quality was good. I haven't had any maintenance issues. And if there were was anything, he did it for free and spent days if needed. So everything was pointing towards him being ethically quite sound and knowing what he's talking about. But um, obviously not. You know, from speaking to his lad, Tim, and understanding things. Oh, Tim also pissed me off. Um, you know, it, it just showed a lot about him. And a lot of lies that he told and just inaccuracies in his stories and just little things right that you know oh i didn't go on site this day because of this when it was actually something else so it's one of these things where like it started off good and then i kind of sensed something was going wrong but it still looked like the finish was being done well and then it kind of i was too busy um i was trying to do lots of other stuff manage all these refus manage him that I neglected one of the properties I hadn't had work done for three weeks when I could have easily got someone found someone to go in and do it but I guess I wanted the efficient or you could even say lazy way of just getting him to do them all well actually I should have said you know what you focus on one which he kind of was but in the meantime I should have got the other houses done by someone else now he plastered a house for me and the ceiling was textured I'm not going to explain this, but anyways, he didn't use blue grit. He used PVA, which uh, I suppose it can work sometimes on textured ceilings, but it was also bowing. So half of it or all of it needed boarding. Anyways, if he used blue grit and boarded some of it, it would be fine. He didn't. My painter went on site and he goes, Tej, you know half your ceiling's on the floor now. I was like, you fucking what, mate? Half your ceiling's on the floor now, But it's like, what? What? He sent me a picture. Literally, the plaster just cracked on the and just all over the floor okay who's cleaning that shit up so that's the whole ceiling that needed replastering and generally he plastered the house him and his dad fucking oh i feel sorry for his dad i mean who gave birth to him but anyways um and it was a terrible job so it needs sanding it needs prepping a lot more thankfully the painter's cool with it and he's gonna make it look good either way but you know a little bit ridiculous so that happened with the finish on that house um and a few other bits and bobs, like just shoving you know plasterboards where they shouldn't be, um not plumbing things in fully, but claiming they were plumbed in, um leaving trash on site, just lots of little shit that is very frustrating, um especially when you visit like when I went to Wales the other week it was it was you know it caused anxiety to go there because I knew I'ma be disappointed, you know, and I had to push through that to make stuff happening to happen and I actually did some d i y myself I painted externally. Painting masonry is really fun. I quite enjoy it, by the way. Um, Tedge's Top Coats, hook me up. uh, 1997 I will paint your whole house for. First time offer yeah, only for you, bruh. And that was really good fun. And actually, it looked better than a lot of other fucking work I've had done. So yeah, you know, he just disappeared. And he owes me money for work that has been paid for and not done fully. Not a lot, I'd say less than a grand. Not enough to cry about with builders, because I was careful how I paid him. But also he owes me money for work I'm having to do retrospectively to pick up his shit and his mess. So a few things are happening here. Um, I'm I'm suing him, essentially. I'm starting the legal proceedings in good faith, which will proceed to a CCJ. Now, he's thick, like I said. A few weeks ago, he said something to me. He said, you know what, Tej, I'm going to close the company up. And you know why he said this? Because someone I know, recently discovered, has put a CCJ on his company because he owes him eight grand, and he gave it some whole story, but I knew, I was like, mm, "Is that you want to close it down, do you? Mm, okay. Um, and he said, well, I'm just going to operate as an individual now, as a person. Now, if anyone with any legal background is hearing that, you're probably smiling, because potentially what he's just done is taken personal liability, because he's not operating as a company anymore, I've got it in writing, he's an individual. So your house, your car, your watch, your clothes. Thank you very much. So, you know, let's see what happens. Um, you know, it's all in the process. I'm I'm doing it in good faith as we are, as you should at the start. That's what the courts prefer. But I know what's going to happen. I know he's going to ignore it and I know what's going to happen. So, yeah, hopefully some some personal liability coming up, which is always good fun. Um, and if you can see me right now, I'm smiling because I love personal liability. It's great. Um not for yourself, but it's great when someone messes around who has it. This is my evil laugh, my wannabe loyal laugh. Um, So the best part of this story, are you ready for this? So obviously he's messed up, he hasn't done some plumbing right, he hasn't done the finish right. This stuff is minor, right? Like pretty easy to rectify. Anywho, I've had a rewire done and I've had some electrical work done. Anyways, Cowboy Chris has told me that the electrician, Evans, let's call him, ...has been on site doing the work, yeah? Oh, yeah, Evan's coming today. Oh, yeah, he was so lazy. He didn't do this. He's coming today. Yeah, he's there tomorrow. Oh, I'm... The bloody electric, sir. He gave it to me and then my van got stolen. Oh, I've been chasing him for days trying to get it out of him. But, you know, he wouldn't come and do it, blah, blah, blah. Anywho. So. That's that. He disappears. I happen to get in contact with Evans and say, Listen, mate, do you want to finish these houses? Because, you know, you started them. He goes... Tedge, um, I've only ever been to John Street. I haven't been to the other the other two. I was like, right, because I've got texts and emails saying you have done the electric work for that, not me, bud. Okay, so Chris Cowboy Chris has decided to just do the wires in these two houses. He claims he was a Sparky. Um, he's totally untalented, like everything really, but he's not a Sparky. So Chris was like, "Sorry, Evans was like, you know what? I'll go check the house there, and then I'll I'll give you a quote." I couldn't work with Evans because he couldn't really prove he was NCEIC, whatever registered or NAPSA or, or anything. And your typical tradesman, oh, I've been doing it for twenty years. No one's ever questioned me. Well, you know, piss off. You know, simple as that. If you're not going to prove, if you're like for gas and electrics, if you're certified, if you're properly part of the board that I need you to be, they were not working together. Simple as that. Like, you know what I mean? So, um. I couldn't work with him, but anyways, we were chatting about the quote before, and he goes, "Yeah, Ted, this quote here. This includes, uh, you know, lifting the sockets to 450 above ground level." And I said, um, "Why are you doing that? It's it's not a new build. Do you have to do it to 450?" And he was like, "Yeah, regulation say full rewire is 450." I was like, "Oh, cool. You know, most of the rewires, I know well, all of the rewires I've had have done it to 450." I just haven't necessarily, you know, it hasn't necessarily been noted, but it's been done. So I said to him, that's really strange, Evans, because um, on my property in Wind Street, all the sockets were left just above the skirting. So, and you rewired that. So surely he's like, never. I've never been to that house. I was like, oh, maybe it's someone else then. Maybe I just got your names confused. Maybe he had a similar name. Anywho, put the phone down. Evans goes, Ted, Does Chris ever put my name to any work? Like on a signature or something? And I said, let me have a look. I go through and I find an electric certificate, which is a self cert. So it, it hasn't got a board on it or like a, you know, uh, whatever they're called, a registry board thing, which is fine, you know, whatever. Um, and then I look at it and it says Evans on it and it's got a signature. And I said to him, here we go, mate, here's the electric, sir. He goes, never. I didn't touch that. I've never, Tej, I've not set a foot in that house. Like, I don't know what it is. don't know what the door number is. What the hell? I was like, well, this is what Chris has given me. He's like, okay, I'm going to knock his door then. I was like, yeah, go for it. He didn't. Don't know why he didn't ask him because he, Evans can be in a lot of trouble and he is going to be if he doesn't do anything about it. Cowboy Chris did the rewire himself, right? And he didn't do a good job either. Big up Electra Plus. Went and checked it and advised me on it. Um, and it's fucked. Uh, and it's being fixed as we speak. But he—he he forged the signature of an electrician who was his mate who went to the pub with or whatever. He did a fake rewire. Didn't inform a building regulations at a Part P. Didn't do the rewire properly, although he claims to be a Sparky. He's a moron. And he faked an electrical signature, but charged a full rewire as if it was done by a Sparky. That is pretty annoying. You know, some bad plastering, some bad tiling. You know, you can fix that. Couple hundred quid you know, here and there. You can fix that. But something like this is another £1,900, £1,500 to fix. And It's tenanted and it'll take five days. So yeah, what I've done is I've reported him to the police for fraud and forgery. I reported him to NICEIC, they're not going to probably do anything. I've reported him to building control um, and for for a few offences. He's also bypassed meters in properties and he he sent it to me in writing. So I've reported him to three different utility companies who are going to pursue him because I don't know if it's a criminal offence, but it's an offence. Of, of some punishable sort. Um, so he's getting reported for that. I sort of reported him to something else. I can't remember what it was. So, and of course, all of this is being sent to him in an email with all the money he owes me for him to ignore as part of our good faith. Good faith. Communications, as they say, right? Good faith. Yeah, love it. Good faith. So, um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty fucked up. A fake electrical certificate done a rewire himself and he forged a signature. It's weird, you know, because before this property, nothing like this ever happened. Like, at all. I had no reason to suspect it and I've checked it and nothing happened. So you can imagine how stressful this is for me. Um, trying to manage this, trying to manage three refurbs, which never seem to fucking end. Um, and get individual trades in when everyone is buying and doing up their freaking houses uh you know it's very difficult to get people in quickly and good people in quickly, but as always, my network and using different techniques and my network again has allowed me to get people in and get stuff done so honestly i'm so thankful to the people who have helped me out you 're on Instagram, some of you so big up yourselves um so yeah um it's one of these things where you know this builder is just he's a total wuss like. As a person, mentally everything, he is just weak minded, you know. Um so he's got a lot coming for him. He's got a lot coming for him. And he's done it before, you know. My mates put a CCJ on him. Uh now I'm hearing things from other people about him, um, etc. etc. It's yeah. You know what? For the first few days I was I, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty confused. You know, as to like, when did this, how did this change so suddenly? What, you know, like, what? It was just sort of like confusing, you know, it it really was. And then, you know, the, the, after like two days, you know, once I knew, oh, you know, he's actually gone now. It just kicked in. It was literally like, shit. Okay, you need to find new trades Do everything you need to do over and over and over and over again. I spent days and days finding, organizing, getting trades in. And it was it was very stressful. It was very busy, you know, literally days. My brain just exhausted from finding trades, speaking, getting them to quote, getting them. You know, it was just tough. Um, And this is what happens, right? You you feel that emotion for a bit of time. But you have to just push it. I'm not hurt anymore. Um, I don't think I ever really was. It was just more confusion. But you know, you have to kind of feel that sometimes, and it has to shift straight away to right, what is the solution? How do I fix this problem? Not, you know, let me live in this moment and continue this problem. Let me just fix it. Because you know what, he's gone. Am I gonna get money out of him? Probably not. Am I gonna affect his credit and his business and his future? I fucking hope so. But I'm you know, that money's gone. I don't know what it is about property, but I'm just used to, used to, you know, certain money just being gone. And fortunately, a lot of stuff is mortgaged now. Everything that can be is tenanted. I've only got a few left to tenant. So actually right now, you know, the cash flow is healthy. You know, especially my SA gave me £2,270 last month. Big up K&G inspired property. Obviously take away mortgage, 180 off that. take away bills, 100. Council tax, 100. That's fat. By the way. I spent 10 minutes on this essay calling the rat man saying, can you go get rid of the rats? Bye. Okay, bye. And it made that much. So it's super passive for me. But like that money, you think, you think I'm putting a deposit down on a C63 AMG to lease? No, that two grand is going on the fricking rewire that's happening. It is what it is. I don't know. I just accept that when you're growing this quickly and at a distance that you're going to have issues. And hey, if it takes a few more months of my rental income and profit that goes back into this whole portfolio to secure it for the next 50, 60 years and then beyond. I can deal with that, you know, um, I've been doing a few you know bits of training and whatnot on the side, um, you know, and that's kind of covered, you know, a few of the, the expenses I have. Um, not everyone has that luxury and and I do, which is just, you know, what it is. Um, I've worked to put things in place and and known from the beginning um, that, you know, this is going to happen. Big up DMK Residential, live on Instagram right now, my lettings and sales agent who's helped me out with getting all of these properties tenanted very quickly with very good tenants. One of them is a little bit annoying, but (laughs) generally they're all awesome um, and they've all been paying. Um, And that's a big part of, Getting these, getting the cash flow in, is having a good letting agent. Um, I'm gonna get him on the podcast soon. So, any questions for a letting agent? Let me know. So, yeah, it's been tough with Cowboy Chris, and um, I really want to share that with you because my days have been really full with the house, the wedding, all this other stuff, but also with trying to find trades to get shit done, and you know, the odd bit of maintenance that happens on the buy to lets. But as I said before they really are passive whether they're self-managed or not they really are passive but there has been a few little bits and bobs um so big up Dave my plumber for sorting me out um let me talk you through some lessons now from my experience with the builders have a written contract um I always say this and with Chris I did have a written contract in the sense that it's over emails which is legally binding it's not a problem I'm not concerned about it at all but Go the extra mile. Get a law depot um, free trial. You know, use certain websites. Have an agreement with them. Don't call their contract. They get scared. Say agreement. Um, worst case, have emails going back and forth. They are binding. You know, it is a contract. Work was agreed. Um, but ensure you have that. Another thing is check up more on refurbs physically. Get someone locally, and you know what you. E- I know I've said a lot. I wouldn't get a project manager to project manage buy-to-let refurbs because they're simple and I enjoy it. You know what? Strong opinions loosely held. That shit is out the window. Um, if I am going to buy more buy-to-lets in this area, then I I am going to buy these buy-to-lets and I'm going to use a project manager to do the refurbs. Like, Or what I may do is actually use like someone who signs off the work. So every Friday when the builder wants paying... I'll have someone scheduled in, I'll pay him, whatever needs to be done, just to check the work, assess it and say, yes, Tedge, this matches the invoice, go ahead and pay him. That's what I need. Um, and the issue again, here is for 80% of the time working with Chris, I didn't need this because it worked. And the trust was there. And things were done. Yes, he was delayed. Yes, he was slow. Yes, he was an idiot. But things got done. So Now I've learned, you know what? Get it done. So any builder, any trace person I'm working with now, all on agreements. I I make it up front. I just say, look, we're going to work together. Here's my terms on how I work together. Pictures before, during and after. I need to see you're using bathroom plasterboard. You're you're then tanking it. You're using adhesive and properly. You're not dot and dabbing it. You're doing the tiles properly. You're doing like, I need to see everything. You know what I mean? Uh, Like you're you're making mortar. Show me the fricking ratio you're using. Like, I don't take anything anymore. And that's a lesson learned from maybe being too lax. Or maybe just, you know, Chris had went past his expiry date. You know, his work just, the quality stopped and, and I should have seen that earlier. Um, so check up more often. Always cross-verify. Oh, you're getting your Sparky to do work, are you? Tell me his name and which board he's part of so I can check and make sure he is. Same with gas safe. Um, gas is even more dangerous, so that has to be checked um, and now to be honest i'm using my own sparky and my own gas safe so i know they are registered and that everything everything's good um also you know when builders send you stuff like cross-reference it with someone in your network who is a builder or who's good at refurbs because as much as i love refurbs and i'm passionate about construction and i, I really enjoy it and think i kind of know what i'm doing a little bit there's some stuff that i should have cross-referenced just to make sure. It was being done correctly which i didn't again trust but i should have uh another thing is use asana or spreadsheets or trello or something use it way earlier than you know you need to like and just use it i promise you your mind is even a million and one things and you're going to be like oh, what's happening in that house what's been done so far what have we got left to- what did he say the price was Use Asana and track it by day and by time. I promise you it's free and it, honestly it's priceless. Like it's so all monday.com, whatever. They're all really good. Um, it's taught me to be less, less nice and less accepting of excuses. This is a professional relationship. Um, you know, I don't care about your issues with your partner, like deal with your shit yourself. That's not my issue. Get on site at 9am Um and trust less not not any not everyone but builders you know and look this is a problem right because builders a lot and the ones who are good I'll be doing it for 10 years I know what I'm doing yes and people do just trust them instantly when you trust someone instantly without proof and without vetting that's when you get fucked right so as much as I'm less trusting I have to be careful and I learned this from D Ludlow big up yourself um I, I you have to be Like, you have to communicate in a certain way. I can't be blunt in the way I'm less trusting. I have to kind of just say, "Oh, you know, can I have this registration number, please?" Because my investors ask for it. Are you happy to do pictures? Uh, Just so that they don't feel like I don't trust them, and I'm like sort of keeping them at arm's length. They have to feel trusted, even though I don't. And there's a certain way of communicating that, and it's not easy. You know, well, I don't think it's easy anyway. I'm blunt, I suppose. So it's not that easy for me. Um focus managing multiple refurbs and this goes back to using software. You need to focus and focusing on three or four different things at once with many things going on in different trades is not easy. You know, now I'm managing individual trades and you know what? It's a great experience for me. Um and I quite like it. But I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no way. I love refurbs, I love design, but I'm not a project manager. You know, so but it's an experience and it teaches me to understand how long things take and who's good and who's not. And it's all character building. Eh? That's that's what they say. Right. Um, and you know what? I think all of this kind of stuff has probably made me a little bit physically unwell. Like I've been more tired than usual, I suppose. Uh, I've been kind of maybe more tense or uptight physically uh i have well i have stomach issues anyway but they've kind of got worse and i think i think i carry a lot of mm, stress or overwhelm within me kind of using stoic philosophy to kind of see through it or see past it and i guess there's an old persian adage which is this too shall pass meaning everything is fleeting everything is ephemeral if i'm saying it right that you know yeah, you're facing this pain today, but this too shall pass. And the pain tomorrow, this too shall pass, you know? Um, and then you'll look back and laugh at it, right? So I think I carry a lot of it without realising, and then it comes out physically maybe, or in other aspects, instead of it actually sort of displaying itself in my mentality or my speech. So, yeah, that's kind of been, I, I suppose, you know, difficult to deal with, Um Obviously combined with moving house, blah 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 I, I mean, I went to Wales last week, went to my investment area, checked on the houses, met a few builders, caught up with dublai properties, took them to the best the best Turkish food in probably the u k honestly, it's incredible. Uh, if you know of any good Turkish spots, hit me up though love it uh, and that was really good, and I saw some of their properties, we made some videos, but you know seeing my own properties was quite disappointing. They're in such a stage, right, that oh, if I was a builder, I could spend like a couple days in each one and it, it would be done. You know, it's just in that annoying stage of a like lots of little bitty bits to do. Um, and a lot of them are hopefully getting done this week. Um, so, yeah, big up a few people who've come and rescued me and, and you know, got stuff sorted ASAP quickly. Um, big up Nick Gethin um, as well for sorting out my electrics quickly. I'm also selling two houses one that's going very smooth and I, I say that with a bit of shock because you know since when does selling a house go smoothly um like one of them had a survey done already had an offer like a week later searches came back today i sent the replies back it's going very quick and very smooth and i haven't needed to do much chasing in fact when i chased the stuff was done so it all kind of lined up nicely I've got another sale, which is going to give me a 2.5% fee on my bridging, a renewal fee. I've spoken about this house before. It's on my YouTube, the one with the new roof um, and render. I negotiated them down from 5%. So together, thank you so much. I was hoping it would be zero, but cool. Uh, Still appreciative of that big reduction because this buyer is pissing me off. Um, He's basically, he's going to end up completing like a day after the renewal deadline. I mean, you're just a knob, aren't you? Really? So, yeah, dealing with that, pushing that through, the agent has not been helpful on that. And I've had to really have a go at them and they try to tell me off and blah. I was just like, please do your job and sell the property. You know, service was not good enough. So, you know, that is what it is. But that's being flipped. Another one's being flipped. One of my flips that didn't sell it, I couldn't even sell it for 105 grand, yeah? Although it was done well, it wasn't selling. I got it revalued. Thank you, Kent Reliance, f- our first mortgage together at £125,000. And the rent is 600, pounds which it is. So, you know, a bit above market. I mean, it's just a crazy world. I've had other properties downvalued because they had double yellow lines in front of it or the next house was boarded up and I'm having to sell that. And actually, that deal, I'm not saying too much about it right now. But again, big up DMK, because when you see the figures on this deal, although I'm letting go of a commercial asset that I really did want to keep, when you see the figures on this deal, I think you'll smile because it's probably the best deal I've done so far. And it wasn't meant to be, you know, it wasn't meant to be sold. It wasn't meant to be a deal like this whatsoever. But you know the right people who know the right people. Things happen. Things come through. Whoop-de-whoop. That's in legals now as well. Uh, so, you know, there is positivity. That made me really happy today. I also saw a Spot the Dave has been on my podcast and uh, her daddy her dear grandma fed me. And that was, you know, who doesn't like getting fed? Uh, so, you know, things are also positive, but they are really, really stressful. And, you know, at the same time as this, I keep getting letters about bills coming in from the utility companies that are not even estimating it correctly. Um, There's just so much going on. Um, My book, my book has taken a backseat. So I'm really sorry if you're waiting for that. If you're on the waiting list, thank you so much. It is written. All my solicitor, broker, all the extra bits are in it. It's just the formatting. And if you know me and when it comes to creative stuff, I am a stickler for detail. So it will be done soon. Um, I just don't know how long. I just don't know how long it will take. But, um, yeah, I'd say a few weeks, I kind of want some of these flips to go through, so at least you can you know um see some real figures on some of the case studies, but I promise you it is just formatting, it just takes time. Microsoft Word is a pain, it will be out soon, so yeah, there is a lot of stuff I'm working on at the moment um if I look at my to do list there's 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 a lot of stuff I've got a lot of cost tracking to do, so you know. If I haven't been as active on socials, you know, I am sorry. Um, And, you know, I'm doing my best to get it out there. And, you know, this podcast literally is five to ten right now. I'm going to record it and get it live by tomorrow morning. Um, But I wanted to give you an update and I wanted to make sure I met my commitment of, of Wednesday podcasts and let you know what's been happening with me. Super stressed. But, you know, I've been smiling. I've been laughing. It hasn't, you know. I haven't been miserable, you know. I've just been super busy. Also, the property duo, obviously, the podcasts have ended and (laughs) lockdown's continued, so who knows what we're going to be doing. But our events are going amazing. The feedback we are getting, you'll see some of it on my story and on my posts, is incredible. Um, We did not expect it. Like, thank you so much to the people who have joined. Um, It's proving to be an amazing experience for them and for us. And the food is really good. I'm sorry, but you know most property education courses experience but you get the white bread with the full fat mayo not even Hellman's, the cheap ting watercress some dead scrambled eggs no black pepper no salt no masala nothing isn't that what they feed you on property courses someone tell me anything different that is if you even get fed right and what do they give you crisps not even walkers the basic ones yeah we have been doing turkish food italian food indian food listen we're going in on the food i'm sorry but like this is important you know um so yeah it's been awesome and our next day is uh this saturday coming up so it's pretty exciting to see james's hmo progress so much so thank you everyone so much for listening to me i hope this has been useful i hope you've learned something and taken some tips from here you know worst case if you laugh at the stupid shit i've been dealing with then happy days my job is done Some of these situations are just laugh or cry and you just have to laugh sometimes. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube for more great content.